It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We all know Justin Fields is the most important Chicago Bears player in 2022, but a lot is riding on how some of the other key figures will perform this season. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group. For even more Bears talk, and make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. On the show today, we go through the most important Chicago Bears for 2022, not named Justin Fields, because we all know the young quarterback is the center of the spotlight. So much of this season and the next five to ten seasons, perhaps rest on the shoulders of Justin Fields. So, you know, we don't have to rehash that over and over again. But just because so much of the focus is on Fields doesn't mean that there aren't some really key figures around him, not only in his supporting cast, but just players that will be important to the team this season and to some of their long-term prospects, depending on how they perform this season. So we'll kind of go through some of the key figures that aren't just like the obvious biggest names on the roster, including also, I would say, the coaching staff in terms of most important bears. Like, for example, Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. Like, yes, we know that the head coach is important, right? I mean, duh. But particularly with Luke Getze running this offense and really kind of having the full reins with a defensive head coach, he will be the 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 entire, you know, really like the focus of of how everything functions. He will coordinate the entire offense. He will set the scheme and call the plays and be the one most responsible for putting Justin Fields in the best position to be successful. And we've looked back at the Matt Nagy era and think about all the different ways that perhaps scheme and play calling weren't 
always there to best support not only the quarterbacks in general, but specifically then Justin Fields this past season and how Getze can structure more of a real system that will put more of an emphasis on running the ball the way that they've said to, to in order to make Justin Fields just not have to throw the ball as often or more importantly, like not have to throw the ball in such difficult down and distance situations to not always be behind the sticks. And if they can consistently run the ball to kind of take so much of that impetus away from Fields and and not ask him to be, you know, a hero all the time, but make it easier for him. And then when he does have to be the hero, it, he, he can still do that and have those opportunities to do so, but not have to ask him to do it all the time and, you know, not run curl routes on third and long and throwing intentionally, you know, short of the first down marker in some of those situations and all the different ways that, that we were frustrated last season. You know, we can see the areas in which a, a better offensive coordinator can help improve many of the things that Matt Nagy was doing poorly with this team. Now, we did a podcast last week talking about how the coaching staff can't fix all of the problems, right? They can put players in better positions to be successful, but the players themselves also have to be better and have to be successful in those positions that the coaching staff can put them in. So it's not like Getze can just fix everything with the right set of plays and the right sort of sort of system that they put in place. There's going to need the pieces on the field also to develop and take that step forward. And and the position coaches will play a role in that as well, but really so much falls on Getze as the offensive coordinator. I also think on the other side of the ball, like, yes, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, will have a lot of autonomy over this defense, but I think so much of that importance is going to be the coach on the field with Roquan Smith. And he's sort of the most obvious of the names that we're going to get to today. I'd like to try and more generally avoid the big clear ones, but I mean, he is leading this defense from the middle. I mean, he's going to be the guy who's helping make sure that the play call has been communicated properly to everyone on the field, making sure everyone is in the right place, and then just operating from the position on the football field that is going to put him the closest to the ball statistically on every single play, right? When you're operating from the middle, as opposed to like a cornerback who on one half of the field, the ball's going to be going elsewhere sometimes, and he's just not going to be around the ball or, you know, defensive linemen when the ball's in the air, they're not going to be back at the ball or safeties when it's a running play aren't always going to be up at the ball, right? The middle linebacker and really all the linebackers, but especially Roquan Smith in this defense is the one who will be closest to the ball at all times. And is being asked to take on this slightly bigger leadership role and taking some ownership in this defense, especially in this transition from the 3-4 to the 4-3, getting back to some of the Bears defenses that we've known in the past. And there's no need to compare Roquan Smith to some of the other linebackers in Bears history. But when you think about those guys and the types of roles they filled, even just more like, not metaphorically, but philosophically in the defense, in addition to all the things they did on the field in terms of just being excellent at what they do, Roquan has to be even bigger in that role, especially now with Danny Trevathan gone, you know, Akeem Hicks no longer part, you know, a lot of those key leadership pieces on this defense have, have aged out and, and moved on, or, or I guess the organization has chosen to move on from them. And so it's it's a lot of that's going to be on Roquan Smith to be the one to lead this defense, both in his play and sort of with his with his voice and with his you know, his brain operating so much of that from the field and, and leading that transition into this new defense under Matt Eberflus. So I think those kind of end up being the two non-Justin Fields big chess pieces on each side of the ball. But I, I want to go more specifically into some some other guys that might not jump right away as like, you know, first come to mind as the most important players. But when you think about what they mean to this team for this season and beyond, you, 
you start to realize that there's some real, there's a lot hinging on some guys that you might not expect it to be. So we'll start with the defense and then get into some other guys around fields on offense next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. They're an online auto parts dealer that have been serving customers for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need for your vehicle from the difficult stuff that you need a mechanic to do versus the easy stuff that we can do like, you know, a, a new carpet, a motor oil, um, headlights, taillights, things we can change on our own and so much more. You just enter in your car's make and model and it, boom, it brings up this massive list of all the different parts available for your vehicle. And then you can sort between the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Those prices are particularly important because a lot of the chain part stores in your town, they'll have a separate price tier, tier where they'll do a special deals for mechanics and then they'll charge do-it-yourselfers like us more. But rockauto.com's prices are the same low price for everybody. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same part somewhere else. Head on over to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When you check out, fill out the box that says, how did you hear about us? And write in the words, locked on. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24 seven US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Chicago Bears are going to need some big steps from some key parts on their defensive line. And I think... That's where I want to start with really the most important Bears of 2022, not named Justin Fields. And I guess up to this point, not named Roquan Smith or Lou Getze. Because we talked on, was it Monday's podcast, about how, about the pieces around Fields and how this defensive line might be more of a concern on paper right now than we're fully acknowledging at this point, because we're so focused on wide receiver and offensive line. And that with every, especially if, 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 Robert Quinn ends up being traded as is sort of expected, dare I say, at this point. That's going to put a lot of onus on Travis Gibson to step up and be the team's lead pass rusher. And I think there's a lot of importance in that then, not only this season, but I think it'll also shape then a lot of what they then do this follow this coming upcoming offseason on how they shape this defensive line. Because especially if Robert Quinn is gone, even if he's not, they will still need Travis Gibson to step up and be that number two pass rusher and really be that that balance that somebody else, that if Robert Quinn is doing Robert Quinn things, he's going to get the Khalil Mack attention. So then someone else needs to be, maybe not Khalil Mack level attention, right? but he's going to get that number one pass rusher attention. A lot of double teams, a lot of chips from running backs and tight ends. And so they're going to need someone else to be able to get home. And especially then if Robert Quinn is not year, then you've got Travis Gibson is your career sack leader in terms of a single season on this team with what he had like seven last season. They're going to need more of that, especially if Quinn's gone. He needs to step up and be, you know, maybe a 10 sack guy, a double digit sack type pass rusher. And that's going to be really important to, you know, this defense being able to get pressure on the opposing quarterback and then 
force the quarterback to get rid of the ball more quickly because if the quarterback has all day, he's going to be able to find players open in coverage if coverage can't just hold up for four or five seconds. It's not realistic to expect that, which is why you need pass rush. I and mean, we don't need to sell you on why pass rush is important. But, but if Gibson is or isn't able to step up into this role this season with or without Robert Quinn will shape then what they do at the pass rusher position next offseason. You know, they're looking to see if Gibson can be like that starting number one type pass rush type player, or is he going to have to be more of a complimentary guy? And then you have to go out and really invest in pass rushers. I mean, same is true with, with Al-Qadim Muhammad and, and the other edge guys, but Gibson is like the, the young ascending guy that everyone is looking to see what kind of step can he take forward this season as they especially may need him even more if Robert Quinn is, is unable to, or is not a part of this team as a result. I think it places then a very similar level of importance on Justin Jones, the defensive tackle. Another one of these, I think, really important bears this season that I don't know that we're fully grasping the level of importance. We heard this offseason, Alan Williams and, and Matt Eberflus talk about the importance of that three-technique pass-rushing defensive tackle position in this defense and how clearly they wanted to make it a priority with Larry Ogunjobi financially. Obviously, health-wise then, didn't, didn't play out there properly, and Justin Jones was sort of plan B. But they're going to need that interior pass rush threat for a lot of the same reasons that we talk about with, with Travis Gibson. Whether Robert Quinn is there or not, you can do a lot from the edge, and a lot of pressure does end up coming from the edge. But the, the closest path to the quarterback is up the middle, and it can often be more disruptive. All of the things equal, it's more disruptive to the quarterback if the pressure is coming right into his face as opposed to from one side where he can... I mean, yes, there's always ways to move around, but if you can't, quarterbacks want to step up in the pocket. And if you collapse the pocket vertically, it tends to make them a little bit more uncomfortable than, than pass rush that's coming from the edge. And so Justin Jones is going to be asked to be that key pass rushing position in this defensive line. I just think back to recent seasons when there were so many times when, yes, Mack and Quinn are the ones consistently getting to the pressure around the edge and getting after the quarterback. But those plays when, especially Akeem Hicks, could get that pressure right up the middle. It just felt like there was that, that extra something that gets added on top. And I think it's even more important then with Justin Jones when you don't have Quinn and Mack, but also when it's in, in this scheme and you and he is the interior pass rusher under contract right now. There's really a lot riding on him. He doesn't have a ton of career production. And I think th they want to see, can he be that true like long-term piece on that interior defensive tackle spot at that three technique or... Are they going to need to find their their Larry Ogunjobi again next season because Justin Jones just isn't able to truly be the guy and maybe more of a rotational guy on on that defensive line? The last defensive player that I think we have to throw in here is is a little bit more of an obvious one, but I, I think it's important to, to make sure we understand that what's at stake for Eddie Jackson this season as well, given how significant his contract is. I mean, he is one of the Bears' highest-paid players this season, second only to Robert Quinn in terms of cap hit this year. And if Robert Quinn is traded, Eddie Jackson will be the Bears' highest-paid player this season. And so he needs to play like the Bears' highest-paid player if he's going to stick around, you know, and be a part of the long-term future here, right? The Bears have shown this offseason that they're not necessarily tied to any of the prominent figures of the previous regime. And it helps that... You know, Eddie Jackson's still, I think, like 29, so he's not like older the way Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan and company were. But still, when you look ahead to like next season, they could save about $8 million 
by releasing Eddie Jackson if he doesn't have the type of season that they want him to. I mean, he hasn't had an interception in the last two seasons. And then obviously there have been some other factors as far as how the defense has been around him, but there's not always going to be a great defense around him here. And we're wondering if perhaps this scheme can be a little bit better. You know, the Sean Desai return to the Fangio stuff didn't unlock Eddie Jackson fully the way we would have wanted it to. He wasn't terrible by any means, but just has not gotten back to 2018 Eddie Jackson. And it's we don't know if he can get back to 2018 Eddie Jackson, but he's sort of getting paid like 2018 Eddie Jackson. And that much, that's what makes this complicated. You know, they've got a, a good young running mate for him now in Jaquan Brisker. They've gotten some better pieces at the cornerback spots, but some questions on the pass rush, which might make then Eddie Jackson's job more difficult. I mean, we'll see. But that's why I think this season in particular, like Jackson is always important to the success of the defense. But I think this season will be a big determiner in determined in whether he's truly a part of the long term here or I mean, I, I just think he has a lot to prove or has has to prove himself somewhat to the coaching staff as really being the guy that they want to pay 17 million dollars to next season as the highest paid player on this Chicago Bears defense. So I think a lot rests on those guys for this season and beyond and a lot rests on a few of the supporting cast pieces around Justin Fields not only for Justin Fields this season, but also for whether or not these are going to be, you know, the long-term foundational pieces of the offense as well. We'll look at a, a couple of weapons and an offensive lineman or two next on Locked on Bears. Our friends at betonline.net are going to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. All the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including including Major League Baseball season well in the thick of things and looking ahead to the upcoming football season. Certainly basketball offseason odds are going to be here for free agency. We know we just had the draft and futures odds for that are coming as well. So any of the sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores, betonline.net is going to be the place for you. You can bet early odds on Bears win total over under six and a half. Bears are also fairly long shots at this point to make the playoffs, but you can lay some money down and potentially prove the odds makers wrong if you believe in this Bears team. Plus, they've got MMA, boxing, golf, soccer, tennis, you name it. BetOnline is the place to go. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action you need to know. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Around Justin Fields, this offense is going to start with David Montgomery. This They want to be a run first is, is, a, is a strong term because that's not to say that like the Bears are not going to run the ball more than they pass the ball over the course of the season. But to really be... The, the goal is to rely on the running game as much as possible without hamstringing your offense, right? If, if the running back, if the running game, which is not just purely going to be David Montgomery, but if between the offensive line stuff is, is only getting you two yards a carry, you can't just keep running the ball and expect to, to win because then you're going to be in third long all the time. And it's a whole thing. But David Montgomery, I think, is going to be super critical to how this 
offense performs this season and how Justin Fields is then able to perform this season also based off of how well that running game is going, plus maybe getting Montgomery more involved in the passing game as well and, and trying to get a more robust you know, attack, being able to, to spread the field vertically with the speed they've brought in with their receivers, but then also horizontally as well underneath the running backs and Bayless Jones and all that stuff. Uh, you, you can really see David Montgomery playing this prominent role, especially as he is entering a contract year. I mean, this is his his last opportunity to sort of prove himself to the Bears and, and other teams of like what he's going to be worth on the free agent market. And I, I, don't, I don't know what the number is going to be. Obviously, it'll depend on how he performs this season. But I think at this point, I'm not sure that the Bears are going to want to be the team that invests big money in him. Although at the same time, Luke Getze was was willing to pay Aaron Jones in Green Bay. I mean, he wasn't the one paying him, but was a part of an offense that was willing to pay running backs a little bit in Green Bay. But if if David Montgomery has, you know, 1,200 yards and a, a huge season or whatever, and does he price himself out of the Bears? I mean, this there's a lot of different scenarios as to how this could go. But clearly, I think David Montgomery has to really be the guy, not only for his career, but for this Bears running game this season to show, like, to take that pressure off of Justin Fields and all the different things we talked about with Luke Getze in terms of scheme and having that that run-first system. But this being more of an outside zone system than an inside zone system, we'll see exactly how natural David Montgomery looks. It's it's not going to be, like, anything brand new for him, but it's it's not what we might ideally you know, if you could drop your own offense for for David Montgomery only, this isn't exactly what it would look like. It, it, he should skill set wise, he should fit it. It's not like it's a it's a big concern. It's just going to be curious to see like how natural it is and whether like it's more of Khalil Herbert's skill set a little bit more of being that outside zone stretch runner, whereas David Montgomery's more like an inside zone. You know, get a little bit more downhill and then make that cut as opposed to working laterally and making that cut. So I'm curious to see how that fit continues to kind of play through the season and whether the Bears view him as the ideal fit in their offense or whether they say he's good, but he's not ideal. And we if we have to pay big money for him, maybe we're not going to pay big money for good fit, not ideal fit. So that's that's a conversation, I think, <laughs> coming up throughout the season and in the upcoming offseason. But I also think like Byron Pringle is going to be a critically important player in this offense for this season and beyond. They're asking Byron Pringle to step up into a bigger role this season. They're going to need a bigger role from Byron Pringle for Justin Fields to be successful. But then it will also determine whether Byron Pringle is a long-term part of this Bears offense. And I think given his connections to Ryan Poles, they sort of want him to be a long-term option. They want to have a great season and then re-sign him to a contract extension and have him and Darnell Mooney be two great wide receivers for the Chicago Bears. That, that would be sort of the ideal plan for them. There's a reason they only gave him a one-year deal, a, a, a lucrative one-year deal, but a one-year deal nonetheless, because they want to see him do it in this bigger role. So it's both really important to Fields to have Pringle pl- play well this season to help the quarterback have effective weapons to move the ball, but it's also really important for then, okay, if Pringle plays well, maybe then you feel good about Mooney and Pringle as, as longer-term pieces, and maybe you don't then have to spend as much at wide receiver next season. Or if Pringle struggles, then it's like just Mooney and depending on what else happens, maybe then you have to spend more or invest more or use an earlier draft pick at wide receiver because you just don't have what else you want to rely on next to Darnell Mooney at wide receiver. So there's a lot riding on on how Byron Pringle performs this season. And it's a similar type of story for Tevin Jenkins, I think. And you could throw Larry Borum in the same kind of conversation as second-year young offensive tackle 
not drafted by this regime, but especially because Jenkins playing with the second team thing, which may or may not end up being a big deal. I still don't know that it is yet. It's still It could still become a big deal and may still end up being a big deal. But as of now, it's a little bit too early for me to say red flags, big deal, sound the alarm or anything. But depending on how Jenkins and, and Borum play this season will shape, A, how well Justin Fields plays in terms of the time he has in the pocket and the pass protection and the running, the run blocking and the running game as well. But then B, you know, if Trev, if Tevin Jenkins and I guess Larry Borum struggled this season, either way, then I feel like the pressure then becomes higher on the bears to install a more secure, consistent franchise left or right tackle, right? If you have a, a season of, of Jenkins struggling this season after him missing most of last season with an injury and just being okay as a rookie, I don't I don't think this regime goes into 2023 saying yes, Jenkins is for sure our guy at left tackle or, or right tackle, right? They, they at that point they at, at worst bring in competition, like true real competition for him, and at at at, at best like a, a new completely new left tackle or a better and right tackle or another early draft pick on the offensive line, right? I think not that it, this season will purely define Tevin Jenkins's career, but I think it can go a long way toward what the Bears are going to do on the offensive line next season. I do think there's quite a bit of a stake there as far as what his immediate future in Chicago is going to look like. And then, of course, the big stake of Justin Fields needs these guys to block more consistently, at, both in the running game and in pass protection, to give him time to throw and make the developments at the quarterback position that the Bears need him to and that the franchise needs him to to, to grow into that true like franchise quarterback savior type role that so many people have their fingers crossed for in Chicago. So a lot of important pieces in here, not all the household name type players on this roster, but some of the guys that are well known, but just not, you know, the top dollar or top of the roster type players there. I'd, I'd love to hear your most important bears this season, not named Justin Fields. Who did I miss? Who do you think is really going to be absolutely critical? That's that's not just like Robert Quinn, right? I mean, you know, we know Robert Quinn. Like I said, I was trying to avoid some of the bigger name stuff, but it, it, you can't you can't fully avoid Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson as truly being guys that are going to miss. But let us know on Twitter at Lockdown Bears, in the comments on the YouTube page, uh, on Lockdown Bears Facebook page or Facebook group as well. There's plenty of ways to connect to the show, and I hope you'll connect by subscribing and keeping up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Starting about mid-July, we will ramp back up to five days a week. I don't remember the exact dates around like 16th or, or whatever. It's the week or so before Bears training camp when we will ramp back up to five days a week here on Lockdown Bears. Get you all set for this upcoming season. So I hope you'll keep tuning in and I hope that the Lockdown Bears podcast keeps making it that much easier for you to bear down. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.